how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Judith Godrick started working as a child actor. Throughout her career, she's been in 50 projects, all working towards a goal to, quote, redefine what she's been doing. For her latest project, she stepped on to co-write and help find financing for Under the Eiffel Tower. She joins Veep stars Matt Walsh and Reed Scott for this new film. According to the official description, Stewart is having a midlife crisis. Desperate for something more, he tags along on his best friend's family vacation to Paris. There, he proposes to his friend's 26-year-old daughter. In this interview, she discusses throwing herself into a project like a, quote, blind warrior, being driven by cinema, how to find investors and budget a project, being spontaneous during a scene, liberating a character from stereotypes, and the importance of being bold as a creative, which is what led to her to work with the Duplass brothers it's on a film called The Overnight. I basically, um, I was a child actor. Um, I mean, I became a child actor because uh, I, want, I, I, I wanted to be an actor as a kid and I made it possible by... Um, like presenting myself to an acting acting agency when I was ten, I was living in Paris and I found out how I could have representation and I basically took the underground and uh, on my own and went to meet with an acting agency and I didn't go with, I go without my parents I was a very independent and. Uh, um, passionate kid and uh and uh and so I started having like a an agent and as a total coincidence it happened that a casting director came to my school and was looking for an actor to play in a movie with uh, Claudia Cardinal was looking for a kid and I did an audition and I got the job so you've been in dozens of films now, and you've got another screenplay under your belt. How did this project come along for Under the Eiffel Tower? Basically, I was offered the film as an actor with Matt Walsh to be co-starring in the film with Matt Walsh. And it's this, you know, one of those projects that you receive and you're thinking, oh, this will never get financed. Um, and I accidentally met with uh, Matt at a, at um at an escape room where um my boyfriend took me and uh I met with Matt and a group of friends and I was I told him, Hey, are you in this movie that is never gonna be produced? And he was like, Yeah, are you in it? I'm like, Yeah <laughs> But we're never gonna do it, right? And I was like, Well, why don't we make it happen? 
And what happened is that I just had a movie that came out that was distributed by The Orchard, The Overnight. The movie's called The Overnight, uh, produced by the Duplass brother. And I had built a really strong relationship with The Orchard. And, you know, I offered them the project and, you know, obviously it needed some rewriting and, um, and um, uh, you know, offered them to, to, to finance it. So what other aspects did you, like, kind of bring to the table? I mean, obviously you're help writing some of the French perspective, but did you also help them with any budgetary issues? Like, how did you kind of um, push it forward and, and find the right funding and everything? I mean, it was a, it was really, I threw myself into it, you know, kind of a, like a, a blind warrior, someone who doesn't know how hard it's going to be. It was, it was very, it was a very impulsive thing, which is, I guess, the way I live my life, you know, like impulsively, but, but, um, driven by my love of cinema and my love of, my my um the fact that being creative keeps me alive and it's kind of a way of you know it's it's my way of surviving and uh i you know randomly started asking financiers for money and uh realized that you know the budget we were asking for was way too low it, it the film had been really not well budget by the people who were producing it before. Um, and, um, so it was a long, it was a long fight, but, um, you know, Matt Walsh found some investor. I brought the orchard and, uh, and obviously on the writing side, we, we tried, you know, as, uh, partners in the movie, as actors and, and writers, we tried, to bring as much, um, uh, you know, some kind of spontaneous and kind of absurd tone to some of the scenes and, and to try to erase as much as we could the um, um, stereotypes that, you know, we were hoping to go to to liberate ourselves from because obviously there's a lot of stereotypes about French women and Americans in France and we were trying to kind of reverse the roles like he's the person who cooks and I'm actually not cooking he wants me to smoke but I don't smoke you know just like simple things but to try to yeah um you know keep the genre intact as it was, but also, um, yeah, kind of run away from all the stereotypes. So for those who have seen the trailer, it seems like it gets to the plot very quickly. How important was that for you? It seems like in the first five or six minutes, you know, most of the big aspects have happened and we're kind of on the journey to where uh, Matt Walsh's character will eventually meet your character. How important is that, you know, first five minutes of the film for you? I think it's more an excuse, you know, to, I think that, I think that, um, the, the writers, Archie Borders and, um, David Henry were inspired by a true story of a guy going on vacation in France and offering to marry his best. I think it's, it's actually inspired from a true story. Um, you know, I think that when Matt Walsh and I came on board, 
it was obvious to us that, you know, telling the story of a middle-aged guy whose uh, goal in life is to marry a, a much younger woman, uh, like completely impulsively because he's having a midlife crisis, and this to be um, a very important part of the story did not seem right to us. So, you know, I think that what was important is what's happening after. It's like once he lands there and what he once he starts his journey, it's how he's going to emancipate himself from who he used to be and this kind of like I'm a loser kind of attitude that he's being, um, you know, it's like I guess it's, there's many, many movies that have been made on the same subject, but I think that there are many more to come. You know, it's like starting your life over, basically. Um, I think, to me, it's really like a new beginning, and obviously there's a lot of those things happen, I think, when you travel, when you're immersed in another culture, when you you basically run away from yourself, but it's a way of finding who you are. Um, so I think that those are very classical subject, but it's just, um, yeah, I think it's a ch very charming take on it. Yeah, it's kind of like the beginning's a hook to get to the real story and allows you to, to get to the real story you want to tell. What other aspects, um, did you put in to kind of write, did you write this for a global audience where it's meant for Europeans and Americans? How did you kind of, you know, balance that in the writing and the, your take on the film? I mean, I was, we were brought, we were brought on, we were, you know, we came on board as writers, Matt and I, when the script was already written. Like, we did not came up with a story. We really came up and kind of rewrote our characters, the dialogues, you know, some of the, the, uh, the structure of the story, you know, the ending. So, you know, the, the initial script is not from us. Um, we came, you know, when we attached ourselves, the, the director and his co-writer, you know, asked us to, like, come up as writer and come up with ideas. And so the, the, the process started then, basically. What other advice uh, might you have for actors who are trying to get a film made? Should they kind of step in or should they just, you know, partner with the director as much as they can? How can they better collaborate to get something into the, the filmmaking process? I mean, I think, you know, you need to be bold. And obviously, I think that, you know, when I, I came to the Orchard as a first-time producer and said, I need, you know, a million five, they were kind of like, what? Um, you know, I think that when you are convinced that you can take something all the way, even though, you know, there's it's obviously very – I think you, you have to not be scared of taking risks and obviously, you know, taking the responsibilities of everything falls apart. You have to be a little irres irresponsible. You know, I, I think that if you're too in control and aware of dangers, then you probably would not have made – produce this film, for example. Um um, I think that, you know, I, I mean, for me, there's no better example than the Duplass brothers. You know, I think that they are the perfect example of the, you know, the, the, the most accomplished 
writer, director, producers, actors. They just basically decided to make things happen in a way that, you know, I've never seen anything like this before. So for me, they're like the, you know, like I did this movie, The Overnight, with abs- we had absolutely no money, and it was, it was an enormous sell at Sundance. And, you know, this is just two guys who d- decided to make things differently. Um, so I think, yeah, may- if you're an actor, if you want things to happen, you should really start making your own things for sure. Was there a point where you were more, you know, careful with things and that you got past? Or have you always been kind of fearless when it comes to, you know, choosing your next project? No, I think I've been always attracted by a form of danger or putting myself in danger or almost flirting with the possibility of losing what I had established. I think that whenever I was at a, you know, stage of my career where script were just, you know, coming my way, I would make decisions that would make things harder, or I've never been attracted by um, a form of success that becomes, you know, like a highway, and uh, you just know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and you just spend a lot of energy keeping that intact. I'm more attracted by, um, you know, and yeah, projects that are kind of re- redefining who I am and what I'm doing. So it, it's definitely not comfortable, but um, it's more exciting. <laughs> it sounds like with this film and with the overnight, the kind of, you know, going after those fears attracts you to people with that similar mindset, as you mentioned with the, the Duplass brothers as well. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the film or anything else you're currently working on? Uh, yeah, I did a movie produced by Topic uh, Media, who's called The Climb. Uh, it's a first-time film um, directed and co-written by two guys who had the, a short film in Sundance called The Climb, and they made it as a, long, as a feature. And so that's just finished, and then I just... Um, did a guest in a new Netflix show, but I, I, it hasn't been announced yet, so I can't really talk about it. So that that's not helping you. <laughs> and then I'm writing, I'm working on a, another feature film that I'm writing. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed this interview, join thousands of viewers for the new YouTube series, also called Creative Principles, which dissects new films, series, and more.